catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. An estimated 494 million people in sub-Saharan Africa have no form of legal identification. This is about 40% of the world's total population without any form of recognized legal identification. Legal identification in the past few years have become, has become crucial for social protection, financial inclusion, migration, and even for coping with crises like the COVID-19 pandemic. It is also an important sustainable development goal of the United Nations provision of legal identity for all by 2030. How exactly has Africa responded? With almost 50 African countries having issued e-passports, there has been a clear drive to spread the use of biometric-based identification across Africa in recent years. In Zimbabwe, for example, the Public Service Commission introduced a biometric system which found about 3,000 so-called ghost workers, and they just removed them from the payroll. Nigeria introduced biometric bank verification process. The list actually goes on. Now, policymakers across sub-Saharan Africa are increasingly investing in biometric digital identification or ID systems, which has the potential to increase access to universally valid proof of identity, which is in turn often very essential for citizens to access basic government services. As we look back at 2021, and we look forward into 2022 and even the years ahead, we believe that the rise of digital identities across Africa has just begun to take shape. And we have the co-founder and chief executive officer of Verify Me Nigeria, Isije Aguele, to discuss how important this will be in 2022 and how important it will be in the coming years. Verify Me offers digital identity and verification services. Isije, welcome. It's really good to have you on this chat. Thank you very much. Uh, happy to be here and have the conversation. What is the state of identification systems in Nigeria? Now, this is actually general outlook or your thoughts on the state of ID systems in Nigeria. They say there's this um, adage that says something begins at home. Yeah. <laughs> charity. Charity. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, charity, the name charity begins at home. So let's start from Nigeria, which is um, your home country. Uh, let's look at the state of identification systems in Nigeria. So, you know, the, the state of ident identification systems in Nigeria has come a long way in the past few years. Um, I would say um, where we are today is it's, it's intermediate. The good thing is that there is uh, established, you know, regulation on what the national identity number is and, um, you know, the, the power that has for us to get access. Um, and we know that today that that is the national identity number in Nigeria, the name. Also, there's been a lot of regulation to uh, harmonize the NIN to other functional identities. So the NIN is the foundational and that's established. And then you have BVN, driver's license and passport. And so a lot of work has been done. And you also see, I think in the past 18 months, um, I think Nigeria has gone from about 30 million to 70 million uh, individuals that have their uh, national ID number. So that's also a little bit of a success there, I would say. So it's intermediate. Of course, we think we have probably another 60 million to go. So that's why we would say it's intermediate. There's a lot of maturity still to happen. Um, but uh, however, the, in terms of the systems, the availability of APIs to verify these identities or these functional identities is, is actually there. Um, and this is one of the strengths of Verify Me today. This is why we're around 
around because we basically make it possible for any business to verify individuals' identities so that they can give them services. Okay. In my intro, I talked about the drive going on across the continent for um, digital identification. How important is this drive um, for the digital economy of Africa? Because a lot of people have been throwing that word around for the past two years now, digital economy. How important is it? So it's the foundation of it, we believe, you know, and we always proselytize this. In in Verify Me, we understand what the stack is, right? And it's really about the four levels to get to um, economic growth. What powers payments across the world is identity because you need to know who is sending the payment and who is receiving it and you need to know it for sure right because then you have you know fraud risks and other risks and when you get into payments and you get into a variety of payments and payments have different attributes you realize that in that payment it actually powers a third stack right which is kind of like the data as a service layer where people are able to now provide customer analytics based on those payments and when you now look at you know that third stack you know in terms of the types of analytics that can be provided you now see that it powers the lending from auto lending to mortgage lending to micro lending and every other service, you know, kind of across the board, which is really the open finance level, kind of like the, you know, I think, you know, uh, big organizations have been writing how, you know, we're going beyond open banking into open finance. And this actually is what is going to power economic growth, uh, essentially. So we understand very well at Verify Me that we are at the forefront of, you know, establishing and helping to move our country forward in terms of growth, for sure. Now, these, uh, the many advantages uh, you've mentioned for the economy, it sounds like something that's um, for um, businesses and those who are in it. How about something that's a lot more relatable to the ordinary person to say, okay, why exactly um, do I need to actually do the BVN, NIN, driver's license? How exactly does it benefit me personally? How do you respond to that? The way I would respond to that is, and, and very truthfully, is it's it's your freedom ticket. You know, as we get into the digital age, for individuals just like companies, we're going to have to make ourselves competitive or make lives for ourselves, and we're going to have to move ourselves forward in society. As we can see with all the regulation, in order to you know even get services, get a passport, get any type of credit, you now need to be documented as a person. So. What I say to, you know, to people in terms of, you know, taking it down to the personal level, it's really about um, self having the power to self-determine for yourself because you are not dependent on people, but you can go to institutions to get the services you need to move forward. So it's about self-empowerment and self-determination. Um, and it's about making the decision to include yourself in an economy. The reason it's called financial inclusion is because you are not included in that economy, mostly when you're not documented. There is an informal economy, but at the end of the day, you're limited in terms of payments and what you can do um, and the amount of help you can get even in growing a business. So it truly, especially for the informal sector and for everyone even getting scholarships, it, it really is about is about um, self-determination and empowerment. Okay, I got interested when you talked about the open finance. Uh, I think people call it decentralized finance, right? At, at yeah. The same thing. Mm -hmm. So of what importance is digital identity to the open finance drive? From my perspective, I would say the open finance is a little bit different from you know the DeFi decentralized finance. So open finance is really the entire stack of 
um, customer analytics that you know supports any type of financial product from you know uh, banking to pensions to insurance you know for any any type of lending service. Um, so I think decentralized is more about not having a single authoritative source of identity essentially, which is just not the ecosystem in Nigeria. I mean, of course, we're aligned with you know the the communities, the DeFi community, but also our Nigerian ecosystem, which is just you know I think there's a gap to close there in terms of DeFi. I think you know we're first of all going to see things like tokenization first of all come up um, before we even get to that you know decentralized um, finance um, you know um, side of things as well. Mm. And digital identification is at the basis of this part of this drive, everything in the yes, drive. For sure, yeah. Okay, now we can't talk about you know digital identification and things about it without talking about the concerns that surround it from ethical to security. What are your thoughts about these concerns that have been raised over the years um, about digital identification systems? So the concerns are valid, right? And I think for everyone who's in the business, it's it's really what should keep you up at night. So the number one goal is to keep our customers' information private. The good thing about it is that there is regulation that makes sure that as a licensed company providing identity services in Nigeria, we have to be aligned with you know all the uh, regulation of the Ministry of Communications under NITA, under NIMSI, if we're licensed under CBN as well. Um, and, you know, all the other government agencies that we work with, in addition to being ISO compliant um, in terms of our cybersecurity. But there's the whole logical security, physical security aspect of it that we take very seriously. But the way we look at it is that at the end of the day, the private sector is going to be the interface between um, all industry you know, and identity business, just like I think everywhere else in the world. I mean, this private sector is holding our money. I mean, it's not like banks and private. So it's a concern. It's a concern that, you know, we just need to be comfortable understanding that we, we just need to manage it, but it's not something that's going to go away. Okay, that's interesting. If private sector in telco, banking, you know, as it is yeah. now, uh, well. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Now, let's look at the trends that you noticed in 2021 on the continent when it has to do with digital identity space. Can you name names and can you uh, um, pick out this trend from this trend and say, okay, maybe top three or top five trends? Mm -hmm. 2021. So I would say um, 2021 saw a lot of, I would say, innovations. So, for example, with Verify Me, we really opened up additional channels for digital identity verification. So doing so over SMS, understanding that majority of Nigerians do not have smartphones. So what we saw, I think, in 2021 was an expansion across, I would say, formats of how you do it, not just over internet, but being able to do it over SMS and you know other channels so that our customers can grow. So that was one trend. Another trend I would say is, you know, we're really linking digital identity to additional information so addressing in terms of customer locationing and providing services for that and we are actually one of the leading companies at that in terms of being able to provide tier three services as well as mass market addressing and linking into digital identity so it's really about i would say um also bringing an infrastructure together so for a company like verify me we actually are direct source to our government agencies so we're able to bring powerful driver's license verification services to our insurance customers not just just for NIN, but customers who are looking to sell car insurance as well. So I think it was just an expansion of, I would say, digital identity, functional identities into being able to verify them and also being able to bring them through different channels so that we can reach more Nigerians. 
Mm. Accessible formats. This is a very, very important one because here on the continent, uh, not everyone has access to um, get these services through the internet. And sometimes you might not be in a location where you can actually access the internet or maybe the internet might be very great at that point and you really need. So that one, yeah, really cool. Okay. So let's look at digital identification across the continent, uh, different countries. Can Africa actually build an efficient and effective digital ID system that would help achieve the many, many promises of the AFCFTA? Of course we can, right? I think the question is whether we have the political appetite to do so, but I would say we can do anything, you know, but so so the, the answer is that we can. Um, it's, a, it's a question of will, for sure. But there will, there will be some challenges and some hurdles. So in order to have, you know, uh, cross-border digital identity, you're going to need to have some form of, you know, for lack of a, let me use a technical term, semantic interoperability. So not just that you can ping one system, but that systems understand each other, right? And, you know, the, the data and the formats in Nigeria are understood across, you know, just like we talk about our open banking in Nigeria for financials, we will probably need some kind of standardization for identity as well. So those are some of the challenges. But yes, of course, I believe that we can. Okay. Now, a lot of people think of things like, uh, let's say, uh, a single currency on the continent and how long we've had that conversation. How long do you think this would take? And how important is this for the AFCFT to actually bring about all the promises um, that um, we all have heard about? So in terms of digital identity, it's, it will be tough to say how long it's going to take because it's really a, a political issue. And, you know, the thing about it is, you know, the way I look at it, you know, I'm not yet really that aware of a one single identity endpoint for everybody in North America, right, um, or for everyone in Europe. So, you know, for me, I think it's important, first of all, that countries in Africa focus on building their own digital identity infrastructures and making sure that it works for them um, and making sure that they own it locally and making sure that the businesses within those countries are the first ones to have access to the market. I think rather than maybe focus on a wider market that we start out competing from the first day with the you know international community. So there are also things I think that we need to look at there in terms of what it means for us, digital identity. So, but it's it's tough to say how long it's going to take. What maybe top two aside from the political will, what else do you think would you know stand in the way of getting this done? You know, I think what would happen is that um, a lot of countries need to come together. So we're all in different stages of it, right? So you have countries that are very advanced. Actually, Nigeria is one of the countries that's way ahead. South Africa, for example, you know, has a strong digital identity ecosystem as well. And then you have other countries that are not. So <laughs> what it would take is, you know, take it in stages. We will probably, you know, take you know, a few countries at a time and then have other countries when they get to a certain technical maturity join, you know, that ecosystem. Um, there will need to be standards um, standards established, you know, rules established. You know, there's a, a lot of governance um, that has to go around, you know, in terms of use, authoritative sources and also, you know, I think it will take a lot of um, first political will, engineering, thinking, but it can definitely happen. You know, we do need to get to a certain stage of maturity um, still individually for it to happen. If you look at Nigeria, for example, even though 70 million people have their NINs, we still, you know, 
have a lot of onboarding and digital identity to do in our country alone to the tune of, you know, a whole lot of money, you know, in terms of, you know, for us as a business. So it's important for us to to make sure that we can also build our country, which is one of the reasons we're here. So it's tough to build um, Africa all at once. You know, what we're, we're trying to build, you know, I think we, should, we can all build our countries one at a time and then come together when we're mature. Okay, that's nice. And um, one more before I let you go on this uh, African matter. Is Verify Me thinking of more expansion across the continent through the instrument of the EFCFTA? Not through the instrument of EFCFTA, no, but we are thinking about expansion and we're really going to do it locally. So I know there's a lot of talk about Africa API. In our estimation, not just identity, but customer analytics is cultural. So it's very difficult to parachute in, you know, and bring um, a an out-of-the-box um, solution and say, hey, it's going to work for everyone, all of you in Africa. And we know that, right, because we've really been at the forefront of this in Nigeria. So I think that we understand how to go into different countries in Africa when we do this. And so this is why we've taken our time. But in our very, very, very near term, for sure, there are announcements of other countries. Okay. What digital identity trends and predictions uh, would you make for 2022? What do you see? What do you expect? How high are your hopes? Trends. Wow. Okay. So I think open banking is going to make some advancements um, in digital identities. A lot of competition, compliance, not compliance, but in terms of uh, competitors, they are going to come together and work together because we realize it's a, it's a big economy and big ecosystem and we're stronger when we work together. So I think those are some of the things you're going to see. It's going to be some of us working together. You're going to see tokenization like that's technologies like tokenization to handle privacy issues um, and deal with some regulation issues. And I think probably uh, potentially open banking will catch on as well. Thank you very much for sharing your thoughts with us on how important uh, digital identity will be in 2022 and also uh, the years to come, right? We've been speaking to ECJ Aguele, the CEO of Verify Me Nigeria. Thank you very much once again for sharing your thoughts. I hope to have you again very soon. Thank you. I look forward to coming back. Thank you very much. It was fun. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.